Hey everyone, welcome back to our podcast. <laughs> it is your two favorite sisters, Alex and Kyla. And today we're going to be talking about friendships, friendship breakups, boundaries, how to set find new friends, how to I don't know. Just all well, here. Friends. Let let me read because a few days ago we posted on our Tell Me Sis podcast Instagram account. Mm-hmm to our stories and in feed to submit topics that you want to hear us talk about yeah and there were two that kind of tie into one another yeah and I really like these so one of them is friendships throughout the years friend breakups and making new ones and attracting the right people in your life Mm -hmm. and then another one is what you learned from your 20s so far uh, for those who are barely coming into theirs okay yeah that's I like those two they do tie in so I guess we'll start with friendships um so friendships in general like like any relationship in life can come and go literally any relationship can come and go and I feel like for myself I've dealt with my fair share of friendships ups and downs breakups all that kind of stuff and even still now in my life like I'm learning to make new friends because of the different season I'm in in my life as like a mother and making other mom friends and it's definitely like a roller coaster. It is a roller coaster. And I think that it's also something that's really normal that everyone experiences. Yeah. I think that um, a lot of the time it's just natural to grow apart from someone. Mm-hmm. You know, you can, the things that you have in common with someone when you're really young, like a kid, 10 years old, for example, versus when you're a teenager and in your 20s and in your 30s, you're constantly changing you're learning about yourself. You're learning what you like, what you don't like, um, just who you are as a person and who you are, like what you could bring in a friendship or in a relationship. And honestly, friendship breakups sometimes could be harder than relationship I breakups. I literally was going to say that, Kyla. Like I've been through friendship breakups and it's like it's been really tough. Um, but also a lot of the time it's it's just for the better. For the most time, for the most part, it's for yeah. the better. Um, and I think that it's something that everyone goes through and you shouldn't beat yourself up over it. Mm-hmm. Everything's a learning experience. And, you know, whatever the circumstances may be for why you're no longer friends with someone, whether it's more on them or more on you, or it's kind of like a mutual thing, you learn a lot about yourself. And that's a huge thing thing it's everything is a growing experience or a learning experience I should say Mm -hmm. and you grow from that and don't beat yourself up over it you could grieve the loss of a friend for a little bit but then you know you know making new friends in the future what like what your boundaries are and what you bring to the table and it's I feel like a lot of the time people have this um misunderstanding of when you get to a certain age you're just you're gonna know who you are and you're gonna have everything figured out but I don't think that I don't think that ever I don't think that ever happens (laughs) like I had a conversation with dad about it and he's like Kyla I'm in my 60s and you know you're constantly changing you never get to a point in life where you know who you are Mm -hmm. so it's it's natural to kind of just grow apart from someone and everyone goes through it yeah I think 
It's tough because I know for myself, like, I know what I bring to the table and I know that I'm a valuable friend and, like, what I do in friendships and I put a lot of effort and work into friendships. Like, it's not just something that I'm like, oh, we're friends and, like, I'm never going to talk to them and it's just always going to be friends. Like, yes, you can have friendships like that, but I don't feel like they're as deep as, like, the ones that, you know, we see each other more often or speak more often. So when I'm talking about friends like that, it's like... I know what I bring to the table and if the other person like doesn't like that or doesn't vibe with it then like what's it's not even you're just not compatible as friends like yeah I think a lot of the time um you know people put so much pressure on just romantic relationships in general like are you guys compatible what does this person bring to the table versus like you Mm -hmm. um are you guys like good with communication do you have respect for one another but all that also ties into a friendship like no matter what a relationship is a relationship and you there needs to be communication trust um compatibility in general you need to have the same sense of humor you guys need to be more or less on the same page about things and if you're not like you're able to both be mature about certain things and communicate the way you feel and I think that especially in friendships with women communication can be really hard with I find with girls more often than men there's a lot more um drama yeah and you know shit talking and gossip and toxicity in general and girls tend to have a harder time um being mature and just being able to talk about things and like put yourself in the other person's position and respect the other person and how they feel I feel like Um, at least in my experience girls have always been a lot more defensive and I find it harder to communicate with a woman than I than with a man in that regard yeah in terms of like getting I don't know no it makes it makes sense though kind of because even for myself like for example setting boundaries if you have to set boundaries in general in life whatever but you set a boundary and if the other person can't respect that then it's like well then they're just not respecting you and like what is the point like I don't know if I'm like setting a boundary for my own well-being and for my own health like let's say this doesn't happen to me but let's just say my boundary is that I'm not going to text back right away like let's just say that's my boundary and people don't like that about me and they like literally cannot handle it then like why am I gonna allow myself to continue in a friendship where the person is just like always angry at me for the boundary that I set exactly for myself like that's not what I do but I'm just saying as an example and so it's kind of true what you're saying like there's so many situations I've been in where I try to like talk about something and like it's almost not getting through to the other person because they're just so focused on like themselves and the fact that they just like want to be friends and like want to do things versus like actually having a real meaningful relationship that's like deep exactly you know and I'm not saying all friendships have to be like these deep meaningful relationships like you can have friends that are just you know for fun or for this or for that but I'm talking like about but at some point, no matter what, you're going to be, if, you, if you're if you friends with someone or if you're in a romantic relationship with someone, it's going to get to a point where you're not always going to see eye to eye with everything. No, of course not. Because everyone is their own person. Everyone has their own way of dealing with things, the way, the way they see the world, how, like, their beliefs on things. So it's like, it's going to get to a point where inevitably you're going to disagree on something. But and how do you handle those situations is what... So it's, important. it's a perfect test to to see if that person is a mature, B mm-hmm. has respect for you, 
and C is actually overall a good friend. Like I've been in, I've had friendships where, um, you know, like I was always like getting like, <laughs> I was going to say I was always getting in trouble, but like the person was always mad at me. And then like, I was always apologizing, apologizing, feeling like I needed to be a certain way to even to the, to the point of like, I felt like I couldn't even be myself yeah. around that person. And then the, the second I finally put my foot down and said, no, actually, I don't like that you're doing this. They freaked out and like cut me out. Yeah. I mean, so like you, you learn who, who, like what a good friend is. And over the years, like, like the people I've met and especially the people in my life now, I feel like I've gotten to a point where the friendships I have, there's mutual respect, more or less good communication. Obviously not everything is going to be perfect all the time, but it's also at a point where if I meet someone and I can just tell that like this person I wouldn't be compatible with as friends, I'll just keep my, I'll keep them at arm's length. I'll never let them get super close with me. Mm -hmm. Whereas when I was younger, it was almost like I just wanted to be friends with everyone because I, it was fun and exciting and I wanted to fit in and whatever. But now it's like, I have boundaries Mm -hmm. and I know who I am. I know what I bring to the table and what I like versus what I don't like. And I don't waste my time keeping people in my life or getting to know someone when I could see clearly there's certain signs of, okay, these are things that like, I just don't think we would be compatible. And it wouldn't even necessarily be things where it's like, oh no, what that person's doing is toxic. It's just like, I don't like how clingy you are because I'm not a clingy friend. Yeah. And you just know that you don't like that in a friendship. Exactly. And I think too, it's also as well as what you're saying, but also taking accountability for yourself and like what you bring, like I said before, because there are situations that I've been in where I've, I've almost like victimized myself and like, oh, my friend, you know, they, they're, they never did this for me. They never do that for me. I feel like I do everything, but it's like, there's things I do that were like not good as well. Exactly. And like realizing those things and saying like, how can I better myself in this friendship? Like, I don't think it's a bad thing to ever like want to better yourself and like to be a better friend. Ever. And it's I don't think really, really mature and healthy. And like, it's the best thing you could do for yourself, even, even though at the end of the day, it's still like selfish. But the best mm-hmm. thing you could do is look inwards and put yourself in the other person's shoes and understand how what you're doing or what you're saying can affect someone else. You know, have respect for like other people. If someone mm-hmm. is telling you that you're saying or do something that they don't like and you care about this person then you need to talk about it and really look inwards and and fix these things like work on it but also the other person but like you said don't completely change yourself because if you feel like you're completely changing who you are so that you could like mold into this person that your friend wants you to be that's not okay either exactly it's all about like for the greater good of yourself like bettering yourself so you can be a better friend because i think when it comes to friendships like the better you are as a friend to your friends it's like what you attract exactly you know and the best way to know if um you're in like a healthy friendship is and like going back to what you're saying is like don't change yourself kind of thing the best way to know if like it's getting to a point where you just feel like you can't be yourself versus like being like oh no i i don't like that i made my friend feel this way you know like that healthy balance is just see the way you feel Uh, after you hang out with that person if you constantly feel drained after hanging out with someone and you know you you're walking on eggshells it's like that gut feeling that you get you never ever 
disregard that gut feeling because it is always right. I have done it so many times where I'm like, my intuition is just telling me like this person's not right for me, but I'm constantly trying to convince myself otherwise. I'm in denial about a situation. If you just don't feel good in a friendship or in a relationship in general, that's when you know that the situation is not serving you. So that's when you know, okay, it's, it's at a point now where I just need to like walk away versus you have a friend who you really care about and you have so many like good times with you laugh with them like you everything is just good and then like every once in a while they'll open up to you about like oh I just like I didn't like when you said this or said that but you still feel like you love this person and you feel energized after hanging out with them that's when you know it's like okay this person is worth you know looking inward for and and what's it called like communicating with I don't know I'm like kind of going off on a tangent but it's easy to kind of like make excuses for people and like give them the benefit of the doubt but I've definitely kept friends in my life for way too long where I've like always felt anxious and like drained after hanging out with them and like just not good and you know fast forward to now the friends I have in my life if one of my friends now were to like open up to me and tell me that I'm doing something or I said something that was upsetting to them, I would 1000% be like, I'm so sorry. Let's talk about it. And I'm going to work on it because the people I have in my life now are actually worth fighting for versus like people that I used to be friends with. I just, it got to a point where I just felt like, like, I don't want you in my life. You're not, yeah. you know, it's not, I don't feel good when I hang out with you anymore. You know, I feel like there's, we don't have anything in common or, I just feel like I'm walking on eggshells or there's there's just too many too much drama, you know? So it should feel easy. I feel like so I used to be that friend that probably a lot of people felt like they're walking on eggshells around. And as coming from someone like that, like unintentionally, it's not like I was being like a bitch or whatever. It's just like I had my own issues. Like I was suffering with BPD, not that that's an excuse, but if anyone who has BPD knows it's really hard it's, it's just really hard to maintain friendships when you have BPD because of your emotion. Like, you basically have um, a personality disorder. And so your emotions are so extreme. And so the smallest things can set you off. And I wasn't fully aware of, like, the fact that I had this or that I was dealing with it. And I was constantly, like, in therapy but not fully dealing with it. And so I've definitely been that friend that, like, people – would either be scared to be around or feel anxious around or then like if they would talk to me I would get like extremely defensive and like it would turn into an argument and like people like didn't know how to kind of like talk to me about certain things and I think that was like really hard for me to accept and realize about myself because I was like no it can't be me like these people are toxic because xyz it's like taking full accountability for yourself and that's why I think it's really important to know what you bring to a friendship and that's why who I am now and like how far I've come and like how much better I am as a friend and like I'm more aware of other people and their feelings I feel like my friendships now are like on a much deeper level because I feel like I can be 100% myself but still be there for them yeah and I used to as a young child like I would call myself like a chameleon like I would morph into like the person I was hanging out with to fit in yeah. Because I was never confident with myself. Yeah. So I never felt like I could be myself. And then it became exhausting trying to like be this person 
or like if I wanted to be part of like the popular crowd yeah and I would try so hard to be like these popular girls and I would like it was back before social media but I would like search like what they're wearing at school and like try to copy it or try to even mimic the way they talked or like their sayings that they said because I like did not have a self a, a sense of identity for myself and any confidence whatsoever and that was really hard because then I had friends let's say that were like my genuine friends that I grew up with that knew me for me and who I was and they didn't like that I was doing that yeah. and if they tried to tell me I would deny it and get defensive and be like I don't do that yeah you know I wasn't even fully aware yeah and I realized it's like it's really hard a to have a mental illness and have friendships but b to be a person who has a friend that's suffering with mental illness and like it's not up to you to like be responsible for them yeah exactly and it's hard because a lot of people struggle and a lot of people have issues and it's just like at the end of the day you need to put yourself first but also be aware of your friend and be open to communicating like you said but but be open to communicating but also like something I do have to say is because obviously I'm your sister so like I grew up like with you like we were like bonded together so like I experienced yeah you know like how difficult it was to have a relationship with you before Mm -hmm. you even knew that you had BPD and before you were even aware of like what mental illness is yeah um and like the work that you've done over the years it was like it like when I was younger like around like before before you got married pretty much I remember genuinely thinking to myself one day I'm going to have no relationship with my sister. Like, I'm going to have to cut her out because mm-hmm. it's so toxic. Mm-hmm. I, I, like, couldn't do it for myself anymore, even though, like, it broke my heart because it's, like, not only am I affecting you, I'm affecting mom and dad, it's affecting the family. But, like, just for me, I was like, I can't do it. But then you started getting help because you genuinely wanted to get better. Mm-hmm. And now, like, you're the person that I think of to go to for, like, absolutely everything. I'm going through a hard time right now and like you're the like we'll be like every Sunday night we have family dinners and I I was talking to this about uh, I was talking about this to mom and dad recently (laughs) I was like it's insane like you know on Sunday night when we were with the family and I was opening up about this situation that I'm going through right now and how hard it is for me and I was like and then I got home and like Alex texted me to like check in on me and like we had a really nice conversation about like how we communicate and how we want to go about communicating with each other, even though like what I'm going through right now has nothing to do with like the two of us. Yeah. But like, just, you know, like you remember that conversation and I was like, it just like, it feels so good to have like a big sister that not only do I look up to as a, as a big sister, but it's also like, it's almost like I'm like, you're, you're very maternal. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe cause I'm a mom. <laughs> no, but even I find like, Okay, even, for example, back in the day when, before you started getting help and everything, Mm -hmm. as much as, like, it was really hard to have a relationship, I always remember feeling, like, when it really came down to it, like, you really had my back. Yeah, always. You know? So, like, you do have that, like, older sister, like, protective nature to you, Mm -hmm. where it's like, no, like, if this person, like, really does anything to hurt my sister, like, I'm gonna fucking kill them, you know? (laughs) So, but anyways, the the whole point of this is that you got help because you wanted to get help and you wanted to get better. And it's literally like night and day, like 
insane. So if you're someone who, you know, is either like from Alex's point of view, she was saying like the point of view of someone with BPD. And now I'm going to give the point of view of like either being friends or siblings with someone with BPD. Well, not even BPD. Just any mental illness in general. Like, I just hope that (laughs) they get help. But also like when you see that they're actually getting help and they want to get better, be patient. Like seriously, be patient with them because it's not easy. And if they are getting the help that, Uh, they need and that they want that's already on its own like a huge step but I also feel for you like I know how hard it could be to be friends with someone with Mm -hmm. a mental illness like for example we were watching my mind and me the Selena Gomez documentary yeah yeah and you were saying you were getting really defensive over like Selena when it came to like the backlash that her friend is getting you're like her friend is so rude her friend is so rude what the well heck? in the in the clips they're showing yeah exactly which I agree there were some clips where she was rude but like was, you don't like, know what goes on yeah I was like but the bigger picture of things is like imagine being best friends with someone who struggles with bipolar disorder has had psychosis is one of the most famous people in the world like it must be so difficult yeah. to be best friends with someone like that and you know like you just you don't know what actually goes on like that documentary even though it's like a two-hour documentary they it, like bothers me yeah like they they choose the narrative and like it almost bothers me I feel bad for her friend Raquel because I'm like like we don't actually know everything that goes on we haven't been there for everything in every situation of any influencers celebrity anyone online you don't know the full story because you don't live their lives i mean even in real life you hear gossip about somebody you don't know a hundred unless you're there living it you will never know and as much as people can be honest and open up like even with this whole taylor swift Ticketmaster thing like you actually don't know the full story because you are not in that situation. You're just witnessing what people are saying online. Oh, so-and-so said this. But even if she said that, she's just picking what to say in that moment. Like, you will never 100% know. And that's why I think, like, when it comes to mental health, like, this could be a whole separate episode on its own. But it's really difficult because people, like, if they're not aware that they're struggling with something, and, like, you're not aware. You're just like, oh, they're a toxic friend yeah whatever and it takes getting help it takes the person wanting to get better yeah in order to get better yeah you can't force somebody into it but that's why I think for myself like it's always been really important for me to like see what I bring to the table and that's why I know now like if someone is doing something which in the past would have triggered me like let's say a friend of mine's like being passive about something you know in the past it would have triggered me to like be a bitch yeah be like stop being so fucking passive aggressive and like attack back because that's yeah. like i'm not even saying that someone with bpd that does that it's like people do that in general like just because you do that doesn't mean you like yeah. have bpd but like that was one of my triggers is that it would have made me be like a bitch back whereas now i can understand that like the person who's being passive aggressive is actually like upset over something and it's coming out like not in the right way but I can't control how they're reacting to a situation or how they're talking to me I can only control myself and my reaction so I can as much as like I can try to just answer in a of a place of love yeah like reassure them kind of thing instead of getting mad at them and like getting defensive and then attacking back it's very much like 
I understand where they're coming from and like I'm sorry that they're like feeling so frustrated or sad about something and like let's work on it yeah like let's communicate about this you know versus like my old ways and my old habits of doing things and it's why throughout my life like I've kept really good friends and I've also lost friends because of it and I've lost some friends for valid reasons like they were not good people to me but I've also lost friends because I was not a good friend to them. Yeah. And the same goes for me. Like, I'm, I don't have BPD, but like, I've also, like, when I was younger, and I, even I'm sure to this day, you know, like, there's, like, no one's perfect. Everyone has their stuff. Like, even when it came to you, when I was giving the example of, like, it got to a point where it was so toxic, I had to, I felt like I couldn't have a relationship with you. But also it's like I understand that I wasn't perfect 24-7. Like, you know, it's not just like the blame goes fully on you. You know, I had things that I had to work on as well. Um, And I think that's the beauty of growing and learning from situations. But I think the most important thing that you can do for yourself is self-reflect and really just be open-minded as to like who you are and like how like what you say and and the actions that that you do does that make sense the actions that you do anyways just just be mindful of like your words and actions can affect someone else and whether or not you agree with it it's still if it's affecting someone it's affecting someone so it doesn't matter you know if you think that it's a valid reason or not if if you care about someone and you care about having a relationship with them, then you really need to do like the self-reflection and, and and don't get so defensive all the time. Like, I really think that's the best way that you could deal with any type of relationship. It's hard though. Like that's what it's been the hardest thing for me is like, because especially with someone with like my brain chemistry and like having BPDs, like it's an actual like thing in your brain. Like you have like a, it's either an overdeveloped or an underdeveloped, like, Anyways, there's something in your brain that's, like, not proper, and it's just, like, wired weirdly, and essentially, I had to, like, retrain myself and, like, how to retrain my behavior. Yeah. And it's hard to take accountability for things when you feel like the other person is also in the wrong with situations, but at the end of the day, like, what does it matter more? Like, you being right or, like, actually working through a situation? Like there's Does that been, have to do specifically with BPD? Because I feel like that's just normal for it's anyone. One, well, it's not normal for anyone, but it's it's very common in people with BPD. Okay. But it's like, like for example, <clears throat> I've been in like arguments where, or like we're having a discussion and it's like, the person is like getting mad at me and I want to get defensive because I'm like, A, I didn't do that or B, you're like misinterpreting everything and like you do that too. And it's like, you want to always like prove your point, but like, at the end of the day, that doesn't matter because, like, you're not trying to – it's not going to solve anything. Yeah. Like, I always was taught in therapy to stick to the subject at hand. So if someone's approaching you with a situation that they're upset over, instead of trying to give them reasons as to, like, why they do the same thing or they do other things that are just as bad, like, you're taking away from, like, what that person's feeling and you're invalidating their feelings by, like, coming back with that. Yeah. So – Instead of doing that, you you validate them. You either apologize or you're like in that moment, you're really like present on their feelings and their emotions. And then maybe at a different time, if something is bothering you, you can bring it up. But like not in that same. I always think like that conversation is not about you right now. Yeah. It, it's, this person's approaching you with something. Yeah. Don't make it about you. Yeah. 
And it's really hard. It's not easy for anyone. No, it's not easy for anyone. But also, like, you know, maybe I shouldn't say this story. (laughs) That was so sassy. (laughs) Maybe I shouldn't say this story. No, I'm just thinking, like, no, I'm not going to say this story. But, like, just you saying that, like, triggered something in my mind where it was, like, I approach someone. Like, I'm not a confrontational person, guys. I am not confrontational i have ptsd from my childhood because anytime i brought up how i was feeling about things like it was fucking thrown back in my face (laughs) and so (laughs) um but i'm just not like it's something i need to work on like i'm trying to be more not confrontational but like uh what's it called open open and like um approachable is that the word um no approachable is like when someone wants to come to me i feel like you're trying to say like instead of confrontational Instead of confrontational, you're trying to be basically like if something's upsetting you, you want to feel comfortable enough to talk to somebody about that. Yeah. So I was like in a situation where like I opened up to someone about something and like that person just like completely gaslit me and like turned it on me and like started talking about like my personality and how like I do certain things. And but I was that's like, a lot more about them than you. That's a, I know. that's the thing is that like when you bring something up to somebody and the way that they react, like, let's say for you in the past, if you were to be like, Alex, you're being a bitch or like you're doing this. And I like attacked back with like X, Y, and Z of all a list of things that you're doing. It's like that says way more about me yeah. than you. I know. But like exactly. That's that's exactly the point. But it's also hard being on that end of things where it's like, why is it that like you're so comfortable ripping into me and my character when like I'm trying my best to bring something up in the most mature way possible because a situation is making me feel bad but Kyla it's not comfortable on their end that's just like they don't know how to accept blame oh my god because I like they have to attack back yeah and they like really like ever since then it's like I have my guard up with this person it's so hard yeah, because I'm like, okay, that's like, that to me is like showing me a sign of like, you don't respect the way I feel and you're going to be manipulative. I think you need to do a little self work here because I mm-hmm. don't appreciate that. Um, but I just find that like, you know, I'm the type of person where I'm constantly trying to be the bigger person and keep my mouth shut. But then it could also backfire and people could kind of walk all over you. Yeah, you have to find, like, a happy medium. Yeah, and, like, I'm the type of person where I could take a lot and I could really bite my tongue and be the bigger person. But then if it, like, I'll get to a point where, like, I have a breaking point and, like, that is bad. But that's the thing is, like, when you hold in too much, it's actually not good because you end up exploding. And, like, we've witnessed it, like, like, not to throw anyone under the bus at all, but, like, growing up with parents that are, like, literally my sister and me. Like, I'm – I react a lot like my mom, and my sister is very much like my dad. Like, we'll just, like – he's not confrontational. My mom is very confrontational. It's the same thing with me. And it's, like, the experience that, like, we witnessed, not in a bad way. Like, our parents are great. It's just, like, we watch the dynamic. And so, like, we know what it's like, and we don't want to continue always being that way. Yeah, exactly. Like, I – Yeah, like, for me, it was always in friendships that I struggled to be more confrontational, like, with women, Mm -hmm. whereas it's interesting because then in relationships, like, romantic relationships, I was never worried to be confrontational because it was always easier for me to approach a man because that's how, like, my upbringing, it was always easy to talk to dad. Yeah. He was never defensive. He would never, like, like, I always left a conversation with dad feeling good, 
Whereas like, <laughs> I love, love you, you. Mom. <laughs> I love you, mom. But like, it wasn't always the case with mom. Well, because so, me like, and mom are very similar. We would very much exactly. get defensive. And so that's something that I learned in therapy as well. It was like the two like most important women in your life like yeah. gave you PTSD. <laughs> oh, so it was like, and because I have more of a character like dad where I'm a people pleaser, I'm not confrontational. I like to keep the peace. Like I would just take, 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 take. But then like, I like was, I constantly felt neglected and then it gave me like self-worth issues. I'm like, oh, <laughs> Alex, don't cry. I just like have a lot of guilt. Oh my God. I'm going to hug you. Because like, I feel bad because like, there's so many times that we like, we talk about things and you're like oh because of my like upbringing like I suffer so much now because of this and I'm like I feel so bad because like I obviously I didn't it's not like intentional like I wasn't yeah trying to do that and I know even like with mom like she's not trying to do anything bad like she's trying to be like the best mom ever and she is the best mom ever and like I just know that like dealing with a lot of shame and guilt is also really hard and yeah and I'm very proud of like who I am now and like what I do but like there's still that part of me that's like I feel so bad that like you have to deal with that now because like of like the issues that I had and like you were not like intentionally ignored but kind of ignored because like my feelings were so much like more explosive or like greater like when you were struggling like they didn't even know but the big like the the what's it called now i'm like trying to i like sorry i didn't mean to cry i get so I'm, uncomfortable I'm so, when people get emotional around me. I, i'm so like i randomly cry about things because like i just i'm i wear my heart no my but but like the i wish that you can like be in my brain to like fully understand what i'm trying to say because it's like sometimes you know when you like you feel a certain way yeah. but you don't know how to express it it's like the fact that you've done all of that self-work and like just seeing you cry right now because you feel so guilty just like shows me how like it means more than anything in the world to see that like oh my gosh okay like all these times that I felt you know neglected or not like I like my feelings didn't matter unheard or whatever it's like it was it's validating like I wasn't crazy for feeling all those things never and like you've done so much work so it's so much better like now it's like easy to have a relationship with you Mm -hmm. you know I'll go to you more than I go to like mom and dad for things or like sometimes even my friends for things like I go to you for everything and like you literally know everything that's happening in my life so it's like that's that means more to me than like everything that happened in the past because at the end of the day now I'm an adult yeah and it's like I can't blame everything on my childhood yeah you know like at a certain point it's like you grow up you have to be an adult put your big girl boots on (laughs) and like break the cycle of whatever it is that you don't want to be a part of Mm -hmm. you know like and don't have the victim mentality of like you should feel sorry for me because of everything I've been through like I'm not trying to be insensitive by saying that to people who have been through a lot yeah um but yeah, I feel like this turned way more into a mental health episode. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> we were talking, it feels really good. <laughs> I know. We were talking about what this episode episode should be about. And my sister, um, because of like everything I've been going through recently, my sister's like, I brought it up to my sister. I was like, oh, maybe we could talk about the My Mind and Me documentary and like talk about mental health and stuff. And then 
just before my sister got here she's like oh would you rather talk about something more like a little bit more lighthearted? like so I was like oh yeah like we we asked people to submit <laughs> topics let's talk about this and then here we are talking about mental health <laughs> know, it's almost like it was meant to be like yeah. this episode needed to be about mental health and it's crazy to think like if this was like six years ago and I was like Kyle let's start a podcast you would have been like no yeah, it would have been like, terrified. Absolutely not. Like, I'm all the way in China now. Like, I'm running for the freaking hills. <laughs> and it's it's cool that, like, we've come so far and grown. Like, okay, here's the thing is that we've, we've always been close. Like, we've never gone through phases where, like, we didn't talk for, like, years. Yeah. You know, like, we grew up together. We lived together up until I was literally – I moved out when I was 26. So I was, like – it's funny. I was older than, like, a lot of people online when they move out. But I was actually younger than – most of my friends okay yeah so we lived together until I was 26 and then we had definitely our ups and downs with living with each other and then also in adult life yeah and it took me it honestly took me realizing the toxic things that I was bringing to relationships and like always I always felt like I had a bit of like um like validation to how I was feeling because like I had a partner that was validating me or like people just like in my life validating my experiences so I always kind of felt like I could get away with it and then I I, like in the middle of the night I would like have anxiety or think about things and I would be like no but that's not okay yeah that I did that and then I would that's why you had such bad anxiety because remember we were talking about this recently and I was like those years where you couldn't even leave the house and I was like do you know why you had such bad anxiety and you're like honestly no Maybe it was, like, maybe subconsciously it was, like, your moral compass was, like, that you, what you're doing is, is wrong and you're feeling guilt. And but you weren't consciously aware of that. It was also during a time where I was, like, feeling really sorry for myself and also, um, like I said, like, the chameleon where I was, like, always trying to be somebody that I wasn't. Like, I was never authentically me yeah. at that time in my life. Like, I was never 100% me. The most I've ever been like me is when I started social media because then I was like, everyone's going to judge me and I don't give a shit. So I'm going to be a hundred percent myself. Yeah. It's true. I always looked up to you (laughs) in that way because you're, you're the type of person where when you're passionate about something and you like, you're very much a go-getter and you don't care what people think. And there has been so many times where like you've had people judge you and I'm like, doesn't that like bother you and you're like no I don't give a shit what this person thinks whereas for me I was so much more insecure and sensitive like if I if someone said something that like made me feel judged in the slightest I was like oh my god I don't want to do this anymore like I I was so much more insecure because I still to this day like I'll still get hate on things and like still feel like sad about it you know especially if they're like right Okay. If they're like, if they're pointing out a flaw that I'm like already insecure about. Yeah, but that's normal. You yeah. still, you still go out and post and, oh, and yeah. you still love it. I don't and genuinely, you don't give a shit. No, I don't. Like literally, you guys, the amount of people that made fun of me when I started this, like the amount of people in my real life. Like I would hear stories of even people in like my close circle. I would hear stories of them like talk, talking shit about me. And yeah. I was like, I don't care. Because I'm so low right now. Like, I was literally at, like, my worst point. I, like, yeah. couldn't leave the house. I was anxious, having panic attacks all the time. Like, literally so bad. I was like, nothing is worse than this. Yeah. So I was like, I don't give a shit. People talking about me, cool. What do you have to lose? People really? are going to talk about me anyways. I don't care. You know? I was like, I want to do something that makes me happy. So yeah. that's when I really started becoming, like, 100% myself. The issue was is I was still dealing with, like, a behavior issue. Like, a like literal 
BPD. And I just wasn't aware of it. And I think, like I said before, the biggest thing was like taking accountability, but like not just taking it, like actually genuinely in my soul and in my mind realizing things that I was doing that were just not healthy and relationships. And now that I'm a mom and I'm, I'm, first of all, like more aware of how I act in front of my child, but just in general and making new friends that have kids as well, like people are gonna think I'm weird and like whatever I fucking am weird yeah but also it's like it I find that's just something that's like it's so nice to like be around it's such a breath of fresh air because a lot of the times more often than not people are so worried about what other people say and think about them and they're not actually being themselves Mm -hmm. and like I'm guilty of that like a lot like when you brought up the whole chameleon thing it's like I don't think I'm a chameleon but like a lot of the times, you know, you're not 100% authentically yourself. I'm not 100% authentically myself because if I was, I would literally be telling like 90% of the people that talk to me to like go fuck themselves. Like, I because <laughs> you have no patience for bullshit. I just have no patience for bullshit. <laughs> I like get so uninterested so easily. Like, I'm able to read through people like a freaking book. I could pick up on things so quickly. Like you said, as you grow up, you change. just normal and then also the people you want to surround yourself with they themselves change and then you might actually like get closer you might actually veer apart and sometimes you'll make new friends in different seasons of your life like right now my closest friends like currently are the people that live on my street because we see them almost daily because our kids always play together yeah honestly like one of my closest friends is like a co-worker yeah I see her every day because that's just like what ends up happening doesn't mean that you're like not going to be friends with your other friends it's just like you're in different places in your life and like obviously you still make the effort to see your other friends and do things it's just different yeah you know and like as as you get older and like if you do decide to have kids like everyone I don't know why this keeps stopping my camera but everyone always says like when you have kids your life gets so hectic and it's true but like not in a negative way it's like very I'm fulfilling forward to that phase but of because life. you have like schedules and you have things to do like if you have friends like right now my friends that don't have kids it's a lot harder to like actually see them because like I'm on a schedule with yeah. my child yeah and like even you know like I'm like okay well if I'm with Arkham today like he has his nap from like one to three like I have to be or like I have to make sure that I could do things that are like kid friendly like I can't yeah. like go do this because I literally have a toddler with me like I have to be aware of that and like he's also a human so I he's not just my accessory he's not just a little blob no like if he doesn't want to do something okay yeah at the end of the day he's a toddler I can kind of you know pick and choose but if he's really not down to go do something I'm not gonna force him yeah exactly because this is his life and his time and like I want to make sure it's enjoyable for everyone so it's it's tough and then if you have friends that have kids that are on opposite schedules that's hard too yeah because like when the fuck do we see each other yeah so it just it gets harder but then it also gets easier if that makes any sense it probably does I just feel like it's a lot more fulfilling yes and you literally don't have time for bullshit because you are a mom yeah so like if people are just gonna be toxic or like not good or just be if they're just like mean people to you you're like it's a lot easier to say bye yeah you know and I'm definitely like I still there's people that I miss in my life that I like wasn't I've like kind of drifted away from not because of anything negative just because of like not having enough time and I definitely like miss those people it's just like I also don't want to spread myself too thin yeah and then like feel like 
I can't be present 100% because I'm literally doing too many things. Yeah, exactly. You need to have a balance in your life. That's for sure. And it's tough. It's definitely tough, but it takes... It is really tough. It's a two-way street and you need to put in the effort. Yeah, 1,000%. Effort from both parties. And um, anyways, all this to say... This is going to be a roller coaster I, it's of good, an though. episode. I like it's this episode. Good. I'm really happy. Like, this is going to be a longer episode, but like, it's fine. I, this was a much needed. I feel like this one, this is probably one of my favorite episodes. Um, but when it comes to friendships and friendship breakups, don't beat yourself up too much. It's normal. Everyone goes through it. It's fucking tough, dude. It's tough. You're not alone, even though in the moment you probably feel like you're alone. Uh, you're really not. And the best thing you could do is to self-reflect, see, um, you know, things that you could improve on and, you know, there be the best friend to your friend that you would want to be to yourself. Exactly. And like the older you get, the less friends you're going to have. It's going to be more about quality over quantity. Mm -hmm. And it's part of growing up and it's normal. Everyone goes through it. But it's better to have good quality friends and surround yourself with people who are uplifting and good for you and make you feel energized after you talk to them or hang out with them versus um, anxious and exhausted and like as if you have no freaking soul left in you. And then like you don't want to just stay friends with someone just because you like want to have a friend. Exactly. Like or because you've been friends for I made a new friend actually because of this podcast. Yeah. Oh, that's another thing I was going to say. Don't be scared to put yourself out there and like meet people. Like don't be scared. I had a girl reach out to me. We're from like the same city and she reached out to me because she was listening to the podcast. We're the same age, very like similar circumstances in life. And she's never like, I could just tell by her message. She's like, I've never done this before, but like, do you want a friend? Like we can get together. (laughs) I love it. And normally like I've had people do that in the past and like I would read the message and because like I, it just freaked you out it freaked me out a little bit or like whatever I like wouldn't answer but this time I was like no I'm gonna answer this girl and we started talking and like we've hung out twice now and I love her to death like she's the coolest person ever and like we're we have like a bucket list of things that we want to do together and it's just so nice because it's like someone who's the same age as me and the same season of life same season of life and we we could relate on a lot of things it's just it's nice don't be scared to put yourself out there there's also what is it bumble bff yeah i think i actually saw a lot of tiktoks about that people meeting on bumble bff and they're always like this is so cringe like i can't believe i'm doing this like i feel so embarrassed but every person feels that way on that app yeah like they all are kind of embarrassed to do it but then they're always happy they do because they meet people i know and that it's the same thing like even though it wasn't on bumble bff it was through instagram that i met this girl I was like, this is so cool. And the first time we we met at the end of the night, we were both like, oh, my God, we were both so nervous. For <laughs> I was more nervous meeting her than like when I go on a date. Yeah. Because I was like, I really want this girl to like me. Yeah. And like, I want to like her. Like, I actually really want a new friend. Yeah. You know? So, I don't know. Don't be shy. I know it's so hard. This was like kind of goes back into like the question of the girl, like how to meet people like in your early 20s or whatever. Or like. It's tough because I know what it's like to like what was the question? meet friends, but the best way you could do it is just by starting to talk to somebody. Like I'm such a socially awkward, like kind of shy person in real life in, in situations. Like I'm a lot better than I used to be because of like actually doing social media, but 
in like when I'm with Dan and Dan is like such a open like charismatic person like he talks to everybody in the room he's really himself too yeah like he's just like he doesn't there's no like he just is who he is and like we'll be in a group of people or we'll just even be walking down the street and he's like hi like saying hi to all the neighbors and like he remembers all their names and he gets to know them and I'm literally like like people probably think I'm such a bitch because I literally I get so shy and like nervous people say hi to me and I like don't think they're talking to me. Oh my god. So like I've been trying to like get better at that to like actually like say hi to people or like not try to like hide in my garage when someone's walking by the house. Oh my like, god. I've literally left my condo before and I heard my neighbor like she was about to leave at the same time <laughs> and I turned around and came back in. Like I I'm trying my best to like not do that because I want to be more friendly. Yeah. It's just tough because I'm like so awkward. It's like out I'm of my character. Same. I'm the same. Like one of my friends, um, she tells me like I have social anxiety and I was like actually self-reflecting. I'm like, maybe I do have social anxiety. No, Kyla, it's so bad sometimes. And like I literally posted a TikTok the other day that like got a lot of views because it's so realistic. It's like after every single social interaction. <gasps> I saw that. Yeah. I'm like, I'm so fucking weird. Like, why did I say that? Or like I overshare and people me are like, look at me. Too. And I'm like, I leave and I like cringe. I'm like, why? Why? Oh my God. I like don't know what to say. So I just say too much. And yeah. the people are just silent. And I'm like, I fucking and can't. You, and then you're like hoping that they like say something and cut you off. But like just, they're not. So you just keep going on. So bad. Or there, I've been oh in situations God. where I've literally had to apologize after. Like I'll text them and they'll be like, no, you're fine. Like and then I make it worse by doing you're that. Like, I'm so sorry. I was so weird when I said this. And then they're like, I didn't even notice you're fine. And I'm like, fuck, I just made it worse. I'm like, oh, my God. And then it's just like so bad yeah it's just you're two in your head you're I know. overthinking. I, I do the same thing honestly <laughs> i do the same thing and i like literally beat myself up over it but like at a certain point i feel like now at least i've gone to a point where i'm like i don't give a shit like i don't care what they think about me it's more like do i like them but that's why it's funny when you're like you were saying before like how i don't care what people think yeah because like online i guess i don't but like in real life i kind of do like yeah that's I why i'm like in my head a lot but i don't know anyways <laughs> i hope you enjoyed today's podcast um if you want to have us talk about more specific topics let us know in the comments or you can like message us on instagram or comment on our photos i don't know just let us know what you want. and be sure to follow us on instagram tell me says podcast follow us on tiktok tell me says podcast and leave us a review on leave us a review on apple Podcasts and spotify so that we can keep growing and continue making podcasts for you guys and i hope you enjoyed <laughs> bye bye